Thank you for downloading this podcast from Rick Radio. Well, Dylan, welcome back. This month's show uh, for Garden for All. How was it going? Um, yeah, I hope July has been good to you. It's been some weather in June. It's been absolutely zero rain uh, up until the last two or three days, of course. Yeah. We're into early July here. It's what's it, What date is it? The 6th of July, 7th of July, something like that. So, as you know, we've had no rain in June and we've had lots of rain so far in July. Uh, well, on this month's show... We're going to have a chat with John D from O'Reilly Flats, and he's yeah. going to be talking about flowers. Yeah, and John is uh, John, brilliant. John um, is very. He, he actually turns his nose up at me when I ask him, "Does he want veg?" He's like, "Yeah, flower." I don't really do veg, Dylan. I just want to do flowers. So fair enough, John. I feel like that about veg, <laughs> <laughs> flowers. Um, now, brilliant interview with with our, with our first uh, uh, with our voluntary reporter, roving reporter, Tobias. Who gave us the? If you remember last month's show, he gave us his um, formula on uh, shite, <laughs> and we've roped him in. And now he's a yeah, he's a he's a good old interviewee interviewer, and uh, he's out on location. He was an interviewee. He's now an interviewer. So yeah, he's out on location in the um, in the dizzy heights of a rally house, like possibly. 20 feet away from here now. But uh, no, no, brilliant. Looking forward to uh, hearing that. We also have the gang from the Ring, Rings End Park allotments. So I went down to Rings End Park um, and I went down to initially just to have a chat with Tommy, uh, Tommy Cortis, who Tommy, um, Tommy was actually in. We started the gardening podcast years ago here. We never really took off, but Tommy was in and uh, we started it with Tommy, but he knows his stuff. This yeah. man knows his stuff. And we also... An yeah. old neighbour of mine, Tommy. Tommy, is he? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, up on Fitzwilliam Key. That's right, yeah. And then uh, as I went down to Tommy, I uh, bumped into Margaret first, and I just chanced my arm and asked Margaret would she give me uh, and have a chat about what she's doing. And then beside Tommy uh, was John Berrigan. Um, John was uh, very happy to, to help out as well and give us a, a bit of advice and stuff like that. And uh, what else on the show, Dev? Well, we're going to go back onto our tomatoes that we have in our polytunnel. Oh, yeah. And Paul is talking, our Paul, who spoke last year, month, about... Um, the garlic. Garlic. He's now talking tomatoes. And I think he has a bit of talking about basil. And there's a little bit about basil as well, yeah. 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 I think the two of them go together, the plants we were talking yeah. about last month as well. Just like the soup. Tomato <laughs> and basil soup. Um, I'm going to start... Um, tonight's show talking about uh, sunflowers because all our sunflowers are nearly they're nearly ready some are ready some are up but uh yeah now i I drove through france about i was working in france gigging in about 2009 8 9 10 i can't remember it was 12 2012 and i was driving from bordeaux now where did i fly into i flew into bordeaux and was driving for about two hours south towards um to a, to a town called, it's actually rugby country called Castro. It's spelled C-A-S-T-R-E-S, but they call it Cast. And I just was blown away by the fields and fields and fields and fields of sunflowers. Well, I'm out, as you know, out in uh, Bally Farmer as well, and the community garden out in Cherry Orchard, there's a lad that does sunflowers, and he does them from the seeds 
Brilliant. Before. And he calls it sunflower work, and it's just unbelievable. It's right beside all the allotments. So, as you know, I love the bees and the, yeah. the insects, and the amount of bees that come in through them is unreal. But he does it from the seeds before. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, as I said, they're just such a... Like, I'm not, as I know, personally, I'm more of a veg man than flower. But these things, when they're up, they're just actually very uplifting. There's actually... I think there's like a chemical if you wanna if you wanna roll back to the LSD Woodstock days, I think there's some kind of chemical in a sunflower that actually makes you feel happy. Yeah. I think I really do think and maybe that's why they're called sunflowers are Well the different colour I know you get a lot of different colours of flower, but the it's just is it the brightness of them? It's just the I earth. just think there's a there's, there's there's some chemical reaction with your brain of that yellow. Yeah. Which I don't know. It's it's very primal. Yeah. Or something. We, we had a good few of them last year, but I think this year, for anyone listening, Dylan has made, well, has put down like two walls of sunflowers and they're starting to come up now. Which so if, you, if you're anywhere near the community centre, call in and have a look. It, they're just, it's just basically at the edge of the garden beside the vegetable um, allotment. And as I said, they're not up yet. I'd say there'll be another three to four weeks before they're actually all opened. There's a few flowers popping out. But uh, on that, um, I suppose, March and April was, uh, it's, it's you, you're, you're basically starting warfare with the slugs when you're trying to get them going so they're not eating because, as you know, they, they must be very, very tasty for uh, when, they're, when, they're, like, when they're small like that, uh, the shoots, and they eat the shoots, and then if they eat the shoots, then the photosynthesis doesn't happen and um, you don't get your sunflower, it'll die. So... I mean, there's different ways of trying to combat that. You've got, I mean, there's all, I'm on different sites here. I'm on actually the Gardener's World uh, site here, and they're talking about copper tape. And But we have a Did better you, just solution. Just before you go forward with that, you tried copper tape. I tried copper tape in my greenhouse, in my house last year that I built, and it didn't help me personally. Now, maybe, I, I don't know, I can't. Yeah. It didn't work for me. They do work, so maybe the slug, maybe it was just a seriously aggressive slug that, do you know what I mean? That could be, I don't know. Is it a north side slug? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> There's lots Came of over the East Link. Don't mind them there now, everyone on the north side. We love you. Um, no, but definitely, uh, it didn't work for me like that. But there's loads of different ways. And this is, this is for all kind of plants. And you know all your different ways. Like this garlic spray. I personally don't like using any like pellets or anything for the slugs. I just, I do, I don't like them and it is warfare and I, I actually drowned them. I'm not going to lie. It's a quick death. So, um, they I mean. A, they have a nice swim in the dollar. They have a nice swim. They're sea slugs. But uh, a lot of people use the pellets and I think I've read a couple of times that they are a very slow death. So, I mean, I know death is death but if you're going to do it, I, I'd like to be quick about it. That's personal. But I mean, I can't, Tell anybody what to do, but anyway, I'm just we were just trying over the years to uh, see best ways of protecting the sunflower, and we're after coming up with well, I mean, it's, we didn't invent the wheel here, but if you have a big two liter bottle of you know minerals like coke or club orange or anything like that, and the big ones, and if you cut the top off it so it's just the like the bottom three quarters of it, turn it upside down, place it over your sunflower, and that's it. It's protected. Um, it's a little greenhouse microclimate for itself as well so I mean I've done that with a few with them out in the sunflower wall 
till they're big enough to stand up on their own and be too tall for the slugs. So that's my little tip for the, for the sunflowers this year. Um, as you're as you were saying, Dave, your mate done the, the seeds. seeds. I tried that last year and I didn't. They were all damp. Um, I don't know. I didn't do it right. I put them in jars. I put them in dark presses. I put them in envelopes. And I've mo- heard of the envelope trick, and I I think we'll try that this year. Maybe put them into tissue and then into an envelope, and then into a dark press. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I found when I opened the the jar, there was a there was a smell of damp. Well, I think with a jar you might get that, but I'm saying just straight into tissue paper and then into an envelope and just put them away. Don't put them in any kind of plastic containers or into jars or stuff like that, cause that will generate heat maybe yeah yeah so maybe keep it in a cool dark spot and then and then where you're growing your sunflowers um the bigger the space for the roots the bigger the plant will grow so it's as simple as that if you want to keep them in pots keep them small fair enough if you want them to grow tall um, give them their space in the ground Um, i had one last year which was nine foot tall measured it and everything was over the moon it was deadly um i had actually a few i gave them to different people so uh, yeah, but this, that's this how I got into the. I grew. I got a packet. I don't know if it was in Littles or something that gave out the free uh, seeds and it was sunflowers, and I done them with my daughter. She's twenty one now. I think she was ten at the time. But the same thing. It was probably about eight foot, nine foot high. Yeah. Three or four of them. So I, they were unreal. Something else, uh, and I say to bring in the bees in, no problem. So. Yeah, no, they are. They're very good for the base. They really are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as I say, sunflowers are opening up this year now or this month. So uh, that's that's our little, a little, our little tip. I did actually did a load of those vel- velvet queen ones this year. I saw the Joe. I think you had yeah. a few there. Um. So now the lads around the garden have put them out the front of the community centre as yeah, well. There's yeah. a few. Yeah. Around. That's right. Uh, and. James has a few. Actually, James, um, in the in the glass house, turned around last week and told me that okay, we buy our if we we're buying our sunflower seeds, they're three or four euro for a pack of what twelve or something like that. But he bought the sunflower seeds that for feeding the birds, and he like it was like a jar of them for twelve quid, and it was about there must be about two thousand seeds in it, and he said that they are grown equally as well. Oh, so they're the ones growing up on the around the edge of it. Well, uh, yeah, he has a big and he's a jar of them, and, and they're so I mean. Okay. okay, just do what you can do. Um, right, while we're talking flowers, we're going to move over and show you the inter- the interview we did, uh, Tobias did, with John D. Enjoy. So hi there, we're, we're here in uh, the flats with John, who's uh, the resident amazing gardener who, who's, who's working in the planters all year long. Um, and he does great work. So I'm going to just ask John to kind of tell us a little bit about what he plants and, and how the seasons kind of work and what are perennials and what he takes up and puts down and how he looks after the beds. John, what do you think? Yeah, well, first, obviously, is to get your soil established. Now, when we come in first to start doing them, the soil wasn't great. Uh, personally, in this one here, I take care of, I mixed about, I'd say, there's about six bags of John Inns gone into it because it's a six-week feed. Uh, generally, I started off with the main shrubs and trees, yeah. the big ones. Yeah. After that, just work on perennials. Perennials are fantastic because you have them year after year after year. You can right. trim them out and so forth. But still, I like to throw in a bit of summer bedding just for colour splash here and there. Yeah. But basically, 
perennials everywhere wise and all the planters don't have to be the same. They're all like given their different characteristics and if they were all the same it would be very boring. And can you but tell us can you, can you tell us as well, John, like just like can you describe like the kind of colour coordination that you got going on there? Because I know we know this kind of people are listening, so try and right. paint them a picture. Yeah, exactly. Well normally I go for different colour every year coordination. Mm. Now, with the perennials I just team up with them. So I did a lot of big the purple um, Absolutely beautiful. Um, they were beautiful. They were uh, allium, purple allium. Oh, okay. And there's groups, four groups of them, oh, just nice. in from the main border. So team up with them yeah. with like purples, pinks, reds, the whole lot. Wow. Uh, a few yellows thrown in as well, brighten up. And that's basically what it is. But nice. it's just, you can run that colour right through it. As you can see, starting from here, it goes right across and it's picked up the far side there and onto these and the pur people purple in the middle. So it's easy to contrast. Just That's yeah. the one thing to do is to get your colour coordination right because it looks spectacular when it's all in the flower. Well, certainly when you're looking down from the balcony as well, it's yeah. like it's an amazing sight. It's an sight, eye catcher. You know? That's it. And it tell, us, an tell us a bit about the trees, John. Them trees, them, this here, this is actually a pine tree. It's lovely, yeah. That's a pine tree. It's, uh, Does it's pine cones, the pine, the pine cones grow that? Maybe as it gets older, yeah. It's, it's, it's from the pine tree family. Now, it does grow very tall. Yeah. Uh, I have it supported with a stake there because as you can see, the branch is not thick enough to leave it on its own at the moment. Mm. But it will get there. The wind catches it this side okay. and pushes it forward. Yeah. But the likes of these here, the Euonymus, the tall Euonymus, they're fantastic. They're like the spiral Euonymus and they're there year after year and you can trim them back and they throw out this beautiful dark green foliage but trimmed with the ivory edging which makes it eye-catching against the dark green conifer behind it. Are they in? The, are so, they out of the? Are they out of the ivy fan, family at all? They be no. They be separate. They, be, they look similar to ivy colouring, mm. but they're just euonymus. Euonymus have about oh, they have about fifteen to twenty varieties wow. of ones you can get. Uh, they're good. They're the taller one. I like them. And another very good one is the euphorbia. That's a variegated euphorbia. So it's the green and ivy. Wow. In, in springtime. That just bursts all over these yellow sprays of flowers. Fantastic. It's incredible. Uh, easy to grow, easy to look after. Just need to be cut back now and again, but not too much. Would um, you would you uh, like feed them at a certain time of the year when I'd they're starting them, to bloom or before yeah, they bloom? Or when, how does that work? Yeah, the feeding I would recommend is early spring. Okay. Because you're kind of changing over your season from, like for wintertime you have a nice lot of headers and cyclamens and so forth, uh, creating a bird. It's just splashed around the planter for colour effect. But when they're removed, uh, when your you know, perennials should be starting to come up then, they, they all come up different times of the year as you can see from this year. But yeah. uh, the best time to do it then is to give them a good feed. Now, it, you can use a, a, a multi-purpose feed or you okay. could use tomato feed, which is good. People think tomato feed, tomato plants, but it's not. Tomato feed is fantastic. For I saw all I saw the girls there using the tomato feed yeah, for their planters. I think it's the nitrogen in in the tomato That's feed. That's right. Is that it? that, yeah. that, that yeah. gets them going. Yeah, and uh, when I put the bedding plants in, then I give another dose. So maybe in springtime, I I would do it maybe three to four times in two months okay and that's plenty for them okay because it's a good sign in that too um but yeah i mean they do it works very well with them um any any good garden feed will do but i like tomato feed because it is enriched and tell know, us that, so. have you got any lavender down this year you had lovely lavender there last I've year i've no lavender this year no i don't okay. think any of us have lavender this year just me john on the balcony just the one that you gave me a couple yeah. of years ago yeah, that's yeah. right that's right um yeah we've no 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 one has any lavender at all this year but yeah, I mean it's great because once, once you get a planter established with like the, the nice little shrubs there, they're there from yeah. day one yeah. and they're fantastic. And I did trim them back slightly, but they're grand, they're bouncing back again. But 
them mixed in, it, you look at the different colours of the shrubs and you have this here, you're, so you're looking at this here and you have the pinky colour in that over there, so you're, it's contrasting, you know, it's all, they're all kind of yeah. contrasting. Yeah, so, so, nice. so you know like, you know like I do a bit, of, I'm kind of more into the, the, the veg angle yeah. of the gardening, but I think like, you know, as a hobby and as a, you know, as, as something to develop knowledge, I mm -hmm. think it's it's very beneficial. What would you say would the, are the main benefits of, of the gardening that you do, apart from the, the aesthetics? Yeah, it's well. The benefit, main benefits for start uh, for your own self-esteem, for your own, you you know you can explore. Uh, yeah. Mentally, it's great. It's great stimulation, and you get lost in doing it. It's a creative become, process. Like you, I often think of you as a, you like do. a painter. Yeah. You know, because you, you come do. out and and it's, it looks different as as the months go through the year, yeah. and it's like you're out here painting away. You know, be, on a on a canvas, which it. is the planter. And like this, you know, you're discovering new things. Like you know, um. I'm a long time doing gardening, but I'm still discovering new new plants that's coming out, yeah. and uh, I've, I go and see them all the time. The best place to go and get them it wouldn't be our normal local local gardens. You'd have to go to like okay. the likes of Newlands or B and Q or some big garden centre outside Dublin. Now Johnstown on the Nace Road is absolutely brilliant, very good. Yeah. Johnstown garden and tell centre. us, have you been to? But, have you done the the Blooms Festival? Have you gone up there and looked at what they're doing and stuff? No, I've never been able to make it to Blooms unfortunately because with the way I used to work working nights, I didn't get a chance, and then. I did, haven't gone now. Last year, well, it wasn't done, but now I do hope to get there because I love watching, I see the ideas on TV, what they're doing. It's amazing. And the design is something else. I worked on it, I worked on it on a display there one time, which was made out all out of wooden pallets. Fantastic. And, and then it was like a decking garden, and then it was filled with, with flowers and plants. Oh, you can see some brilliant um, ideas yeah. and get good ideas. I know what they have out there. They're top of the range uh, show pieces and they're real show gardens. It's not we'd have, what you would have in a normal garden, but. The thing is, you, you, work, you don't have to take what they're doing, but you get fantastic ideas from them. Even to design, the design level of a first, and then plant up, and just pick plants. Like it's it's important to pick suitable plants for the height of the planters here. I don't like to go too big. What what uh, what what would you have maybe tried in the planters that you found through experience over the years haven't worked? Um. Because you are, as you said, you're quite out in the open yeah, here, yeah. even though you're sh we're sheltered by the flocks yeah. themselves. Well, nothing I ever had. Uh, there might be one or two plants. I can't remember. I know at the start there was one or two plants that became very invasive yeah. and took over everywhere. So I had to remove them. Uh, they were one of the big tall dahlias. Okay, now, yeah. They, they, it was a, they were tubers, but they grew, God, they must have grown about four feet tall. And yeah. they bushed out so that you don't realise. You've got to look. That's why I always say to people here as well. When you're buying plants, look at the label, look at the height, look at the spread. Yeah. Because this one took it out, it was a beautiful plant, but too big for these. Yeah. So that's the only one I ever had to remove. That's it. Would that be to do with the roots as well? Or? Oh, yeah, well, not so much the roots, but the growth. The, oh, okay, the, yeah. You see, they're tubers, so when you plant the tubers, and not only that, when you plant them, they multiply every year. So that plant gets thicker and thicker, and it's halfway out through your planter before you, you know where you are. To, if you have a big garden, yet, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, but not for these planters here, okay. you know. Okay, and tell us, and tell us, John, the, the other thing I want to ask you, have you found, since they come into bloom like this, have you found they, they attract, the planters attract wildlife, like foxes or badgers or birds well, or bees? Just, yeah, bees, I have an awful lot of plants here. Because of the biodiversity, I have an awful lot of plants that will attract the bees and I've planted Amazing. them for that. Um, the, the purple allium I had here, my God, there was bees here all the time. Uh, lavender, of course, the bees yeah. love them. Just um, the bush over here, red and white flower, that attracts the bees all the time. But yeah, there's lots of plants I have in here for the bees, uh, the bees. But the yeah. foxes travel in and yeah. travel, travel through them. You hear them at night, you don't you? You hear them you? at night, yeah. you do, yeah. 
Um, but I have to say, they don't do damage now. They used to dig up and bury their, their food they didn't want, you know, but you don't... Um, They're always don't. at that in the, in the allotments next door. You go in one in the morning and there's a big hole in the union. In that's the union right, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah. And they might dig it, but just to put in, nothing into it, it's yeah. not suitable for the next place down, yeah. 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 But yeah, they're great. They're great. They really are. They're good. But yeah, I put I, I, like biodiversity is a big thing now as well. And what I want to get here is for somewhere along here the back of it is one of them little bug houses. They're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it's brilliant. It's you know the bugs. They're empty. Obviously empty when you get them, but you don't be long filling up. Yeah. The bugs love them, and it's their little house. It's their little hideaway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, they're not going to harm your plants. If that and they'll kill a green fly, often yeah. eat a green fly. You know. Yeah. So they help you rather than spray. I don't spray that really very much. Uh, the only thing I might spray is the the new rose shoots and the buds yeah. where they are. Particular green fly, I might spray them. But generally, I don't use any insecticide in there so, at all. So the the last thing I'll ask you is like where wh- what what happens next? Like when will this start dying off for the winter and stuff? And and what will what will that in in what will that you know what you have to do then to maintain that yeah well when they die back the important thing is the likes of you can see i have a, a cluster of agapanthus going to bloom now they're going to mm. burst into bloom now so it's important to leave them let them go into seed head okay and then remove the stems but let them they, they'll start to, the stem will start to turn a bit brown and yeah. you know it's safe to cut them down then cut them back to the, the height of the leaf there the main green leaf or put them back to the ground level these white ones are almost finished too the same with them so when they go there's a big drop all over the planter yeah you don't have any flowers coming up but the, some of these will last through to October so they're fine ah, lovely. but when they come out what I normally do is just uh, toss all the soil make sure it's all loose and nice and yeah. fresh um, get your a few headers you don't I don't need much from here because it's fairly well stocked yeah a few headers for colour splash a few cyclamen for, for the winter bedding and that winter bedding goes from October right through until springtime amazing and you have it the wow. whole time and they come back they sickle them and come back every year so you can leave if you have room in your planter mm. you can leave them there and just plant beside them with your okay. other uh, summer bedding whatever you know but they're great they come back every year and that's that's it like I mean the busiest times would be spring and, and, uh, and autumn yeah and the planters you know because you're, t- you're tidying up basically excellent well thanks John but thanks very much um, is there anything else that you want you want to kind of add uh, is there no, else that comes I to don't mind? Think okay. so. No, I don't think okay. I've kind of covered everything there. But yeah, brilliant. The uh, the key, as I said, is is coordination and choosing the right plant, basically. And um, maintenance, maintenance. They're great. If you look after them, yeah, they'll keep going. They look after you, basically. Yeah, they're easy. A lot of these are easy. This here is fantastic. That's mm. a grass plant I have for a few years now, and it just not a grass plant that you smoke, then, John, is it? Not a grass. No, no. <laughs> 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 Definitely not. No. Yeah. yeah, but they, they do, they thrive and, and yeah. they need very little looking after. Just keep your soil well turned and feed the soil as well. The, yeah. You know, the John Inns compost is great for the soil, it enriches yeah. it. Yeah, you put me onto that actually. It's, it's, it's great stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Six week feed and that for all plants, you know. Okay, brilliant. Okay, John, well, we'll leave it there. That's oh, brilliant. Thanks. thanks very much. No problem. Thank you, John Dooley. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, thanks to boys for that. Just on the on that uh, John Eames stuff on the on the the soil that's so good for the flowers and that. Um, regarding growing veg and seeds, I don't think that's too good because it's full of lumpy, barky stuff, which kind of would 
probably it, it's, it's, it's not stunned but uh, it, it probably hinders the yeah, seed ground yeah from, exactly yeah. but so I mean I did see some guy on YouTube um, a couple of months ago and he basically had the likes of the John E and stuff and he, he, he saved it out okay and he kept all the all the lumpy stuff and he, he, he I mean he used it as mulch anyway right but yeah I'd say it is good for uh, mature plants because it probably holds in moisture and stuff like that and holds in the water better because it's yeah, stuff yeah. where you don't want to uh, have it walked along to the seeds yeah. itself yeah so yeah. maybe yeah but yeah well, there you go um, as I said brilliant stuff and um, we won't waste too much time because we've a long old show this month although it is a monthly show so what's the rush yeah um, I'm going to uh, introduce you into the Rings End Park um, allotments where we as I said at the top of the show we had Tommy Margaret and John B. So uh, enjoy this interview. Okay, so I'm down here in Ringsend Park um, allotments, which is a fine place, especially in July here. And I'm with um, the first person I've seen, the first lady I've seen here is... Margaret Byrne. Hiya, Margaret. Thank you for calling me a lady. You're a gentleman. No, no, thank you very much. And he's good looking, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a face for radio, apparently, Margaret. Um, so, um, I'm just having a chat with you, Margaret, about how was July for you and what are you doing in your garden? Well, um, I don't have much of a garden myself, but I was used to grow all my own vegetables and I had hens and bees when I lived in the country. Oh, wow. So, I just have, I love where I'm living in Irish town and wouldn't miss it, but I just have a bit of a yard where it's covered with flowers. So, it's great. I was waiting five years to get an allotment. So um, I just grow what you I eat because yeah. some people grow flowers. That's like me. So in the winter time, I'd have uh, put down onions, uh, red onions, and they're coming out now, and uh, broad beans, they're ripe now, and you can. Do have the broad beans year. take long to? No, no, and they grow up high, so you you don't use much space. I yes, like things yeah. to grow up, and then French beans, they grow up high yeah. as well, so they'd be coming on later. So you can have all year round lettuce. So it's great because it's a hundred euro to um, to hire it every or to rent it every, every year. year. But already I've eaten a hundred euro worth worth With of food. Because you can store them, they can yeah. store the onions and the beans. So well, it's worth it. Well, the, well, the, the the thing that, as I said, I keep saying to people, and and that got me, that helps me stay involved in this is for every. Cup bit of veg that you eat and grow, you don't buy that much plastic as well. It's the plastic. Yes. Yeah. In my day now, not that I'm very old. No, know, no. But it was only a few years ago. There was no plastic, and you somebody was there, and they weighed your whatever it is and your grapes yeah. and put them into a bag and you went home and there was no and they should bring that back of course green party please oh no no they could easily get rid of the plastic because we hadn't it there a few years ago now that's oh. only about 10 years Does somebody ago. making money out of plastic Margaret? no it's, that's, look, that's, it's end up in the oh, no it's costing us of course and it's, somebody's making it though and, and I stopped my husband does most of the buying stuff because I come I want to buy grapes or something and I said, no, look at all the plastic. And you have a handful of grapes. And yeah, loads of exactly. Plastic. No, that's... So then I don't eat it, but, well, you know. So anyway, the allotments are brilliant, and it keeps you sane. It gets you out of the house, and there's something in the soil that helps your mood, so they of say. Of course, of course. And, of course, we're all interesting people, the good, yep. the bad, and the ugly. Yep, that's and, it. you know, it's great. We're well, if you're, ever, if you're ever passing by the community centre in Ringsend, come in and, and, and have a look at our stuff Definitely. going on in there. I love... Uh, Ringsend is fantastic for community. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah well, that's what I'm saying. We're, yeah. we're, we have we have a polytunnel down there. It's nearly it's nearly the same size as that. Yeah. Um, and we have about ten to twelve square allotments maybe that size of the tree of them there right. so i mean we, we have our own yeah. thing going on and, and we if do if you want anyone to do weeding or anything and we compost the weeds oh brilliant yeah, yeah yeah but we're, we're trying to compost as well so yeah, yeah you know. sound thanks margaret okay. brilliant have a good day so i'm still in uh ringsend park allotments here and i'm with the very first person who advised me all those years ago about growing um vegetables on my windowsill at the time. I'm with the one and only Tommy Cordes. How are you, Tommy? All right, yeah. So, Good to see you again. Yeah, I'm very interested in plot here. Tommy has a bit of everything going on. Um, I'm going to just call out as much as I, as I can recognise. Okay, he's got the Dalis, Daly, is that it? Estorsham. okay. Yeah, they're edible. They're all on the outside to bring the bees in, yeah? Yeah. Oh, they're edible as well, they're aren't they? They're edible, yeah. And you've got the sweet pea there. Okay. Again for the and then I see some beans here going up the poles. Yeah, French beans. The, the orange with the luminous orange, and then I see uh-huh. tomatoes. I see yeah. lavender. Yeah, that's thyme actually. Oh, it's thyme, is it? Yeah. Okay, it's gorgeous looking. Just oh yeah. Put your hand on that. Yep. Yeah, smell it straight away. Lemon thyme. So, Tom, I'm not going to ask you what you're an expertise on or what your expert subject, but give us one thing that you can tell us about. You can give beginners advice on. Well, maybe. if we're going to start growing, uh, the easiest thing in the world is the tomatoes, I think. Okay. Tomatoes. Because uh, you, you might make a mess as the first goal, but after that, tomatoes, uh, minus two peas there, just get them into the ground and get them, give them something to, to run up against and away they go. Yeah. And of course, three potatoes in the ground, no problem. But the potatoes in the ground is easy. There's bags of potatoes there ready to go. The only thing I don't like about potatoes is I put I done potatoes in a plot last year and I didn't want them this year, but they come up this year. Yeah, you never get them all <laughs> The up, volunteers. You never get the yeah. little ones. So that's why I put them in containers. Yeah, exactly. So, you so have exactly what you want. So we put potatoes in containers. That's that's the. And the first time, see that little frond frondy thing there? That's, yeah. That's uh, uh, asparagus tips. All right. So that's the second year. They, yeah. Grown. And nothing yet. You had to wait three maybe four years okay well they start them from seed so okay you can buy small plants and you get them earlier but they started from seed two years ago talk to me about lavender can you have you got lavender uh, no? I've just lavender coming up over there it's hidden but as you can see next door but Mick has loads of it oh that's beautiful yes yeah. that's gorgeous and, yeah uh, he probably just put one plant in there you can have it. and it just spreads does it yeah um, see I'm, I'm I'm now on a quest for a uh, I go down to West Cork and there's a place where I go has a field and I just do be savaged by the midgets. Yeah. Absolutely know, savaged. Yeah, yeah. So I'm reading up about maybe if you put a bit of lavender down and you put a bit of mint down, uh, it will half deter them. Yeah. So that kind of thing. So I'm looking at maybe, you know, planting things that will stop midgets from chewing the arms off you. Uh, Dylan, just have a look at that lavender patch. You okay. See, it's absolutely alive, please. Yes. They go crazy, but Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and you reckon that was just one plant? I, I think so. Yeah, maybe one or two. But because as you can see, the way well, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's covering done. five foot now yeah. and five foot in length, and and they're up to and my waist in height. Off and it comes back again next year. It's fantastic smell. Brilliant, brilliant. Great idea that for that is if uh, take some flowers and put them in your, in your pillowcase. Yeah, so for the sleep, yeah. 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 Okay. Nick, John will tell you that, won't you, John? Lavender in your pillowcase. Your, your John, John, we're doing a, I'm doing a little interview for, we've a new gardening podcast in the community centre. Um, and I, I done, we done one in June, and now we're into the July's episode. 
aren't you want to um, talk to us about aren't you aren't you really good at or aren't you really bad at tomatoes I'm not bad at tomatoes alright any advice for tomatoes uh, trim off the bottom layer the bottom any new shoes that go up the bottom just have yeah. three big ones up the top ok and keep them going up and pinch the top and it will go up yeah. alright and that gives you fruit out as well. I see you have a lot of uh, cucumbers already, or already? Yeah, courgettes. Courgettes. Yeah, they haven't good success with them. Yes. They haven't good success with them. And do you cook? Do you courgettes, cook? I do, yeah. Do you cook the flour? You, you need the flour, yeah, you can do the whole thing. I've, I tasted one, I gave them last year to an Italian lady. Taylor. And she... Yeah. Uh, Deep fried? Sicuni. Yeah, no, she stuffed them with rice. Yeah. And done them in the oven or something. Or they were gorgeous. The same thing. They make, they make spaghetti out of them. Okay, yeah. They just, they just blanch them in, in hot water for a second. They really? love them. That's how I give them. to be next door neighbours back in Canada, here in, here in Devlin. Okay. He loves them. You have a serious uh, clatter of rhubarb over there as well. That just grows on its own. That's the best of that. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to split it now. There's about five of them. So I'm looking for a bird. I have a bird over there. I think I'll put them all over there. Give us the uh, the the billy on ground onions. Don't don't grow them too deep. So don't put them in the ground no. too deep. I put them down a couple of years ago. How much of down. the how much of the of the just, Say just a marble size. You, you know that you see the ball. Onion sets now. Onion sets. Yeah. 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 When, when you buy the marbles, screw them in a little bit. Just, just, just put them in. them in the ground. Just cover them okay. over. Okay. Yeah. They're only in the ground. About a week, two weeks, Tommy. You can see them. You can see them. Big shoots. Yeah. I did. I so did just twist them in till about. Yeah. Screwing it into the ground. And and what? How much of it would you cover? What percentage of it would you cover? Leave the the things. Sticking out the top. So you're 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 basically putting three quarters of the onion into the ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good tip. And here's the machinery back to uh to ruin the peace and the harmony. John is going to. Just give me one more tip. This is a big tip. This is a random conversation, but we start talking about roses. So, John, give us your tips on the roses. Well, I, I found roses and I, I sprayed it with, with the soapy water and all didn't work to get the green fly and black fly off. But somebody told me to plant uh, a clove of uh, garlic, leave it down and just grow it in. And I've done that. And I, I, since then, I have no uh, green or black fly. This is at home, is it? This is at home. Well, I've, I've, whole, I've whole back garden full of roses. Very good. And I have no uh, green or black fly. John, thank you. Thanks so much, John, for that. That's actually very, very useful for myself and because my father has a rose bush at the front door and it has a lovely, lovely smelling yellow flower. Uh, this year, it hasn't flowered much. And I've just noticed that there has been a lot of, I'm, I'm going to guess, black fly on it. So I will be putting garlic in it for next year, definitely hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We've we've yeah, our roses are looking great now. Saying that as well, they, they like they're gone already. Right. So I, I have no flowers on the roses this year at all, and last year there was loads of them on it. Okay. And it's great because when you come out the door, you can smell them straight yeah, away. Yeah. Or if you have the window open, you can smell. Yeah, them. smell them in the, uh, in the house. But as I know, as I said, I've noticed them on. Uh, it's either black fly I'm not 100% I'm not great with the insects but it looks like black fly okay so uh, yeah John, and thanks also Tommy and Margaret and I uh, hope you enjoyed um, doing that and, we, and as I said we're always going to be interested in having you guys a part of our community centre gardens and also and I know you said it to me about getting down there to help out as well so it's all we're one big community and you're always welcome here I haven't uh, been in that lot yet you know I tried what? to get in last year and 
You weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed. I was stopped by a, a nice couple. <laughs> that's 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 not what you said to me. Either. That's not the that's not what I you said. I think they I was a bowsy and they just didn't want me in. I just wanted to look, but they said I was They're a right. three-year waiting list, and I ended up kind of getting annoyed and saying, "Well, I have two allotments down the rings. I can do something." <laughs> <laughs> well, come here. Um, I there was a there was right beside the their polytunnel down there. There's a lady who's after build. You like this? She's after building up a. Like it's it must be eight foot tall and it's a it's an insect hotel. Lovely. Of straws, of bamboo, of anything like that, and it's just all stuck together like a big tower. It's like a big Cinderella tower. Well, it's absolutely class. Looking. Definitely have to go down and see it. You have to have a look at that. Yeah. Um. If anybody wants to give me an invite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're flying along here. We're up to thirty six minutes, and then we were on to our last part of the show which is uh, our Paul and Paul is talking tomatoes so we won't even come back and say goodbye at the end of this we will just let Paul fade out and uh, we will see you guys in August well we'll be talking about um, you know a bit more harvesting and getting ready for the winter and what we're going to do with the beds for the winter and what you if you don't know what you're doing already what you should or could do for for getting ready for it uh, although we've september to go as well i suppose i'm yeah. probably being a bit i'm not sure talking there well the that. last show we're, we were talking about you can still do seeds now so you probably will be going into september yeah yeah september. No, yeah yeah hopefully it's an, another indian summer right well then enjoy paul folks and we'll see you in august bye bye folks last month if you remember on the on the uh on the first podcast paul spoke about garlic and how crappy our garlic was doing and the reasons why so uh, what's the story, Paul? How are you doing today? Grand today, Dylan. Grand. Thanks very much. Uh, today, yeah, we will. Sorry, I apologise for the background noise. Between we've a little garden in. Sorry, Paul. We've a, we've a garden in the middle of a second city, which so we've building sites, and we're also in the community centre. So we've got a little dance class out on the on the field out there. So uh, apologise for the background noise, but we'll 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 be as loud and clear as we can. So, Paul, what's the story this month? Uh, this month, Dylan, we're going to talk about tomatoes and we're going to talk about basil. Okay. Uh, because the two of them, as we all know, go very well together. But um, growing basil is not a very easy thing to do, as people think. But it is a very easy thing to do if you follow a few simple steps. All right. And you can have basil all through spring and all through summer. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, we talk about tomatoes. And most people are growing tomatoes at this time of year. They'll be halfway through the season. Yeah. Up to September when you're bringing in your harvest. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about is rooting tomatoes. And not a lot of people know that when you buy or you grow from seed, when you're potting on into a further pot, into a bigger pot, put the root ball right down at the bottom of the pot and then pack your compost up, up to the lip of the pot, up to where it is. Right. And what will happen then is you'll get a much better root ball because roots will come out of the stalk. Uh, right. of the of the st- uh, the of the uh, of the tomato plant so that's one, one tip and then you get much more powerful root ball and then you get much more fruit from okay. that right, rather than putting good. it at the surface and just digging the bare little hole for it to go yeah, into yeah yeah okay so go right down and even cover the leaves and the seed leaves so the root will go down will basically grow upwards from yeah it'll come out of the stalk itself okay. so okay. you'll have a very powerful like like engine if you want now uh, root ball. I'm, I'm also grown a load of tomatoes and this goes out to uh, a new gardener who a good friend of mine who I was in their house last week this is for you Martina um, talk to me about the leaves 
the unnecessary leaves as I call them. Yeah, the unnecessary leaves. You'll have the first two leaves on the on your on your vine will be seed leaves and yeah. you just leave them alone, they'll just rot off naturally. Yeah. And then the next two leaves that you have coming out, you'll also have right in the corner of them, you'll have a second shoot coming out. Okay. They need to be pinched out. And this uh, creates a much bushier plant and much more flowers. Yeah. If you leave them on, the plant will become very, very leggy. Yeah. And it won't produce a lot of flowers. And then you have problems tying it up as well because yeah. there's no strength in the plant. Yeah. So you pinch them out. But what I do with them is I let them grow. These are the first two leaves on the vine. You'll see a secondary shoots coming out right out of the corner of them. And what you do is if, if you let them grow out to about four inches, Dylan, you can take cuttings. Yeah. And it's very, very easy to take cuttings. That's another way of eliminating them. Okay. So let them grow out about four or five inches. Take cut them with your secateur. If you have a bit of root powder, good enough. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. Just into a wet compost. Yeah. And leave them alone, and they'll 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 root, and you'll have extra extra plants for free. Okay. Another thing as well, slugs and snails don't like them. Yep. They don't like the hairs in them, so you don't have to protect them in any way. Uh, slugs and snails will eat the fruit. I've had slugs climb up the vine yeah, of course. and and eat the fruit, but not. Trick is, I suppose, getting to them before they yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose just just what you were talking there might be more relevant for the likes of April when you start them with the baby shoots. When yeah. now, obviously, oh look, I mean a lot of people. A lot of people are right through, yeah. And that, we're into that. we're into July now, so there is a big heavy growth if you haven't pruned your uh, yeah. plants already. So I mean, right now, what I'd advise, and maybe you can confirm that, I'd I'd break off. Anything that doesn't have a flower on it now. Yeah, that's what to do. And, and any large leaves, just take them off of the secateurs. Yeah. Because they're putting a lot of energy into the leaves. But, but in saying that, you need to leave some leaves on a fur. Oh, yeah, for, To take for the photosynthesis in yeah. and to, yeah. to actually Very, make... very large leaves, just take them away. Because, as we know, tomatoes are very forgiving. You can you can cut the tip off them. You can do all sorts of things yeah. with them. And uh, they won't die, you know. So another thing to do with tomatoes is don't let them dry out. Yeah, they're very thirsty, yeah. Yeah, and another good tip is that I learned on, on my horticultural courses, and they were they were like emphasising this quite a lot, is water them at the same time and the same amount every day. Otherwise, if you're watering them and letting them dry out and, and straddling it, the, the fruit will split. Okay. So if they dry out and you give them a, a very heavy watering, you're going to have, and then you're losing a lot of fruit. So that's just an easy, an All easy right. same time. Same uh, same amount every day. Okay. And then feeding. Follow the instructions on your 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 uh, feeding um, bottle, and it's usually every ten days. Give them a feed. Yeah. And another thing to do with what tomatoes. I'm actually once a month myself now, because like, I sometimes, if you buy them out of woodies and stuff like that, and the, and the, the big commercial places, I find if you do a taste test, I could actually taste the feed in them. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's well, so that's, that's like that's yeah. a, that's very that's after three or four years now I've, I've started to notice that. So I mean, when you grow a total organic one where you don't use any feed and you use like, I mean, I've I've used banana skins. I've chopped them up and made a little paste. Yeah. Keep your banana that's skins. Your potash, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the banana skins and the, I think it gives off a good bit of magnesium and it potassium. Does. But what so, another another thing that again we learned on the course and they pushed it on the course was. Uh, Tomatoes love magnesium, as you just said, Dylan. Yeah. But if you dissolve, uh, rather than giving them your tomato feed, dissolve Epsom salts in your water. That's another can, one, yeah. And yeah. It's, they're very high in magnesium, and it does sweeten up the tomato yeah. quite a bit. And then another thing as well, if you say, like all the bigger supermarkets are carrying tomatoes now, like 
Alison Craig or the Moneymaker. Say you find a tomato that you, you like, keep the seeds. And it's very yeah, easy it's to very store easy, the seeds. Yeah, yeah. And a simple way is to Well, I tell you what, Paul, we'll keep that for September. Because when we're finished our tomatoes and when we start yeah. getting our fruit, we'll, we'll talk about that again. Okay, yeah. So we don't want to spoil the... So I, I think that's pretty much good for July regarding tomatoes. Um, and then we'll move on to something else in a second.